um, this evening. Just thank you for considering me, um, and I'm going to stay on task and do what I have been asked to do on this evening. Um, the topic is very timely in a time like this, but it's also timely in my life as I just came through um, a series of distractions just on last week alone, and I started thinking about something, um, how when you are going through a season of consecration and you're praying and you're fasting, um, how the enemy will come because he knows, you know, uh, when we are consecrated, he knows that we're seeking the Lord for answers. We're seeking the Lord for strength. Um, but as soon as you come out of that uh, place of fasting, we have to understand that the enemy um, is ready. He's always ready to get us off course, especially when we have just, you know, tapped in and we're tuned in. And so I want to talk a little bit tonight about distractions and um, how those distractions are designed um, to drown the voice of God, how those distractions are designed uh, to keep our eyes on the distraction versus what God actually said. And so um, definitively speaking, a distraction is anything that prevents someone from giving full attention to something or someone else. Synonymously, a distraction is a diversion. It is an interruption. It can be a disturbance or an interference. And so when we think about distraction, um, distraction doesn't come in the same form all of the time. However, a distraction is what it is, all right? It is sent or it is designed to prevent us from giving our full attention from something else. A distraction is also known as an extreme agitation of the mind or the emotions. And so when you are frustrated, um, when you've got a lot on your mind, things that you can't comprehend, things that you just can't get a hold of, those things are now uh, coming in the form of a distraction. Why? Because now my mind is focused on the bills. My mind is focused on what my child did. My mind is focused on what's going on at the church. My mind is focused on, you know, I didn't get the direct deposit that I thought I was getting. And so when we get distracted in this sense, uh, we are extremely aggravated, extremely agitated. Therefore, we can't even focus on what we should be focusing on because now our attention is fully locked into the distraction. Um, we have different types of internal distractions. So when we're hungry, glory be to God, that can be a distraction. Um, when you're tired or fatigued, that can be a distraction. Or when you have worryation going on in your spirit, these things are internal distractions. What do I mean by that? Have you ever tried to pray um, at a different time than you usually pray? You try to get up earlier and you want to pray, but you're so tired. That tiredness now becomes a distraction because your mind can't focus on getting in the presence of God. Um, it's like going to work on an empty stomach and you've got a meeting first thing in the morning. You can't focus on what your boss is saying because that internal distraction of hunger, you know, is keeping your mind on uh, what you physically need versus the point of you being in that meeting. Um, with worryation, you know, um, we always say don't pray and worry. So if you're going to worry, don't pray. But if you're going to pray, don't worry. So worryation does have a way of keeping us distracted. 
It keeps our mind on the situation, uh, I'd like to say 24-7. And as I was dealing with some distractions on last week, um, it, they got to me. They, they got to the core of me. Um, even to the point, if I can just be transparent, I spent 12 hours focusing on a situation. It was a situation of disappointment. It was a situation of, oh, really? Like, OMG, like, that really just happened. You know, it was a situation that led to um, a business deal gone bad. It was a situation um, that led to me losing money. And so for 12 hours, I talked about it. I talked about it. I focused on it so much until I made myself frustrated. I could feel the stress and the pressure in my neck and in my arms. And I'm going, I just can't believe this happened to me. I probably talked to about seven different people that day rehearsing this situation. You guys, that situation became an utter distraction. It, it had me so till I was in my prayer room and felt like I couldn't pray. You know, I, I didn't want to turn on the worship and praise music. You know, I wanted to, um, without knowing that's what I was doing, but it was like, I just wanted to focus on that issue. That issue became a major distraction. It's like I lost 12 hours of my day focusing on something that I could not change. So elder, that thing became so loud in my spirit that if God was speaking, I didn't hear him. You understand what I'm, it, it became so loud that I didn't want to pull out my word and get a word for that situation. I just wanted people to know what had happened to me. Glory to God. And so we have to be so careful um, when distractions come. You need people in your life, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but you need people in your life that can help you refocus. You need people in your life that is going to speak the word into your spirit when you can't. When, when you can't seem to grasp the word or grasp an understanding of why this thing is happening to me, you need set people in your life that can pray for you and pull you in to a place where you can refocus. Glory to God. And so, you know, I, I thought about something even when we're driving. Um, those of you that are listening, we, we have different distractions when we're driving. You know, we have visual distractions. You saw something, a billboard that got your attention. You saw another car. You know, you saw a sale going on. And so those things uh, distract us and they take our attention or our focus off the road. All right. We have manual distractions where we take our hands off the wheel. That's a distraction. You know how we do. We try to eat a whole meal while driving. I'm talking about a meat and two vegetables and, and bread trying to drive, those things actually become distractions. We have cognitive distractions where we've got so much going on in our minds, so much going on in our minds that we are uh, completely distracted. Glory to God. And, and I'll use that also. Sometimes um, a noise can be a distraction. You're focused on something in particular, but noise comes out of nowhere and then it has the ability or the potential to take your mind off of what you should have been focusing on. We also have personal problems and I'm going to give you scripture and I'm going to be out your way really, really quick. Um, but I'm excited tonight because had I not dealt with those distractions on last week, um, I wouldn't be in a place this week to testify of how good God is. 
God allowed me to have my moment with that distraction and it slowed me down, but it couldn't stop me. Glory. And so personal problems can be distractions. All right. So let me deal with a few personal problems. Um, this may hit a few people on tonight, but rejection, the, the big word rejection, something that we've all dealt with in our life that we've become accustomed to. Many times rejection can be a distraction. And so instead of focusing on the people who have accepted you, instead of focusing on the fact that God loves you, you have uh, the, the ability to now focus on the people or the person who rejected you. And so now, glory. Amen. If, if you can mute your lines, amen, those of you that are just coming on, amen. And so rejection, we start focusing on the person that did us dirty, the person that did us wrong, the person that didn't love us back, instead of focusing on the love of God, instead of focusing on the people who are in your corner, the people that do support you and the people that do love you. Another personal problem that is a distraction is the spirit of abandonment. Because you're so used to people being in your life and leaving, um, anytime you get into a new relationship, you're already anticipating that person doing the same thing that everybody else did. And so instead of focusing on building a healthy relationship with a new person, your distraction is focusing on the past focusing on that spirit of abandonment. When a person is used to being lied to, um, that's a distraction because they're looking for a lie from everybody, all right? They're, they're looking for a lie from everybody and from every situation that can become a distraction. Being talked about is a distraction. The spirit of manipulation is a distraction. Let me tell you something that God dropped in my spirit about distractions. Familiar spirits are a distraction. Hallelujah to God. Familiar spirits are a distraction because when you've made up your mind to focus forward and, and to just laser into what God said about you in Jeremiah 29 and 11, God has already said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. When, when you've got that in your spirit and you say, I know what I'm going through right now, um, may not feel that great, but that familiar spirit comes around to remind you, you're always going to be like this. You're, you're always going to be um, downtrodden. You're always going to be messed up. You're, you're, you're never going to get ahead. And so people don't always tap into what you tapped into. That can be a distraction. Listening to people who don't know God's plans for you is a distraction. Being in the company of people who don't want to grow is a distraction. Glory to God. And so we've got to be careful that these distractions are not louder than the voice of God. Because when we have issues or, you know, we want advice, we call on our friends. And if our friends are not in a place spiritually to know and to discern the time that you're in, they have the potential of keeping you locked in this season where God is trying to switch your season. God is trying to catapult you to the next season. And so that familiar spirit or that distraction now has your ear. And if you're not careful, they'll keep you right where you are when God has given you a green light to go on. 
Some distractions are loud and some distractions are subtle, but you better hear God. I don't have, you know, no subtopic or anything like that tonight. But when I thought about the topic that you gave me, all I can hear the Lord say, you better hear God. I don't care how distracted you are. I don't care how frustrated you are, how agitated you are. At some point, you need to hear God. Distractions uh, have the potential. I need y'all to hear this. I don't know how many of y'all are listening, but distractions have the potential. Keyword, potential to slow you down and to keep you off focus, but they don't have the power to kill your purpose. I don't know who is listening. I don't know who this is resonating with, but last week when I, and I dealt with the distraction every single day, a disappointment every single day. And while those distractions and disappointments slowed me down, they could not stop me. Why? The spirit of the Lord said to me, no one has the power to stop what they did not start. So the distraction came. The distraction came to stop me in my tracks, but it did not have the power because at some point I had to hear God. Hallelujah. Distractions may come to slow your progress, but you have to keep going. Galatians 6 and 9 says it like this. Let us not grow weary in well-doing for in due season or the proper time we will reap if we don't give up. What is that distraction in your life trying to do? It's trying to cause you to give up and it's trying to cause you to give in. But God says, you better hear me. Hear what I'm saying concerning you. Hear what I'm saying concerning your now season. Hear what I'm saying concerning your next season. So that distraction may have come loud. That distraction may have come subtle, but you better hear God. Hallelujah. You better hear God. And so one of the things, um, I'm very transparent in the things that are going on in my life because I know that it is intended to help somebody. When you are on a journey and you are focused on living a consecrated life, you are focused on your purpose. You are focused on your ministry. The enemy knows exactly who, what, when, where to send a distraction. Do not debate me, but just shout glory wherever you are. The enemy knows exactly when to send a distraction, all right? He will take something or someone from your past and plant them in a place to distract you when you've already made up your mind that I'm not going back. Glory to God. And so I've already made up my mind what I'm expecting God to do in my life. And I just I just feel that it was just sent of the enemy. I don't believe that God was trying to trip me up. But a situation arose where a friend reappeared 20 years later. Wanted to, uh, let, let me call you. Let, let me get your phone number. Let's talk. And so what happened, you know, we're, we're going into consecration. And here goes somebody from my past trying to show up. I said, God, what is this? So in prayer, I wrote it down. God, tell me what this is. Not as if I didn't already know. But I, I just wanted to be sure because I had been praying to God for some things. And so it was not an answered prayer at all. 
And so I had to ask God, God, what is this? And he said to me, it was a distraction. Now you have a choice whether or not you remain distracted or you have a choice to put it under your feet. And so here I am saying, well, it, it can't be that bad. And so I begin to entertain the distraction. Somebody that's listening is kicking themselves. Come on, say, why did I even entertain the distraction? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It, it was just a point where everything is going good and this one thing is missing. And now here comes a distraction in my ear. I'm going somewhere, I promise you. And so every day for a week, uh, this the, these distractions are coming. The phone calls are coming. But hey, I'm on consecration. Why am I opening myself uh, to be subject to this distraction? Huh? Why am I opening myself up to what I already know is nothing but a distraction? And so I entertain the distraction with the phone calls. And, you know, the phone calls, we, we hadn't been in relationship over 20 years. And so now the phone calls are all about sweet nothings and reminiscing. Who am I helping here? Um, you, somebody on this line say, I know exactly what you're talking about. And so I'm saying to myself, I'm single. It's nothing wrong with me, you know, becoming reacquainted with an old friend. And while that may be true to some degree, um, I found out that some people have not changed, but I have. And so this distraction had the potential to slow me down, but it, that does, it does not have the power to make me give up on my consecrated life. And see, if you listen and pay attention to a distraction long enough, you will find out that even the distraction has purpose. Yes, Lord, a distraction has purpose. And so while we are rebuking this and rebuking that, Understand that your distraction has purpose, but you better hear God. It did not take long for me to understand and to comprehend, amen, that it was a distraction. But now what I do with this distraction is up to me. Hallelujah to God. I feel like I'm yelling. What I do with this distraction is up to me. So what are you saying, Pastor McCray? Temptation is a form of distraction. We find it in the Bible in Matthew 4, verses 1 through 11. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. That's what my Bible tells me. Glory to God. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Afterward, he was hungry. When I started out this lesson on tonight, I made a point to let you know that being hungry is a distraction. It is an internal distraction. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones become bread. Now, this is what God is saying. You better hear God. Jesus answered in verse 4 and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What are you saying, ma'am? What are you saying, woman of God? You better hear God. It doesn't matter which form your distraction comes, but when the distraction comes, God's voice needs to be louder than your distraction. How can God's voice be louder than your distraction? You got to stay in your word. If you don't know the word, you can't recall the word. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you, you know, by faith, I believe that I can overcome this temptation or this distraction, but I need to know the word of God. 
Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus brings it back on him in verse 7 and says, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. You talking about a distraction? I just fasted 40 days, 40 nights. I'm hungry and you're going to come up to me with all these lies. Didn't I tell you that lies are a distraction? You have got to believe what God says and not what the tempter is saying. Then Jesus replies to him, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him alone you shall serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So if Jesus was distracted, if Jesus was tempted, glory be to God, we have to understand that distractions are going to come, but they cannot be louder than our God. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, amen, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that there is no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. What am I saying on this afternoon? Your temptation may not be mine. Your distraction may not be mine, but you better hear God. Hallelujah. You have got to apply the word of God to every situation. So yeah, you may have your moment. You may get distracted. You may get off focus. But when you get off focus, don't give up. Just refocus. Refuse to focus on the fact that all your bills are due and refocus that and my God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Come on, when you feel like everybody is coming up against you, if God be for us, who can be against us? When you're going through trying times, for I reckon that the suffering of this right now moment it's not worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in us. See, the distraction is coming to keep us off our knees. The distraction is coming to keep us out of our word. The distraction is coming for us to forfeit the promise. But I need somebody that is listening on tonight to get your strength back. Somebody that's listening on tonight, come on to shake yourself. Get yourself in a place where you can hear God. And when you can't pray, when you don't feel like praying, you need people in your life that you can be vulnerable with. That will pray you back to good health. That will speak a word into your life. And then that distraction will seem like nothing. But understand that even the distraction has purpose. Glory be to God. When Jesus is on his way to Jairus' house, he's on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. The woman with the issue of blood said, I heard that my breakthrough is closer than I've ever expected. 
I'm going to do something that I shouldn't do. Um, I, I, I got to run interference because if the healer is coming through, my God, I'm going to shoot my shot. And so what she does here, she goes out, she creeps up on Jesus and touches the hem of his garment. Y'all, that was a distraction, but it did not keep him from his intended purpose. After she was healed, after she said, I'm going to shoot my shot, she got what she needed. And what we onlookers, come on, us religious folk would say she ain't had to do all that. It wasn't her time. He was going to do something else. And that's how we are. We're so distracted on who God chooses to heal first while he's on his way to you. Somebody else may get healed, but you're so focused. Focused on what he's doing for somebody else till you forget that he is on his way to you. Glory to God. So don't get focused on the distraction. Don't get focused on when is it going to be my turn? When is God going to do it for me? God says, I already told you what I promised you. You just need to take me at my word. And so after she gets her healing, he continues on his way to Jarius's house. These people are distracted because the 12-year-old girl is laying there. They think she's dead. Jesus said she is only asleep. Y'all too distracted by what you think you know. You're too distracted because of what seems common and what seems familiar. He says, I got to put every hater out. I got to put every doubter out. Who am I talking to tonight who have been distracted by your haters? You've been distracted by your doubters. You even been distracted by what's going on in your mind. You've been distracted by subliminal messages. Let me tell you something. When you're at a point of a breakthrough, there ain't no distraction that the devil can send that can stop you from breaking through. On a Monday night, come on, sitting at my desk, in my office, I need somebody to understand, even though the distraction happened, it was not powerful enough to stop God from doing Doing what he wanted to do in your life. This little girl, mother and father was in the room. Jesus said, I'm going to keep y'all in here because I'm getting ready to work a miracle. Understand she's not dead. She sleep. And when Jesus finished doing what he was doing, daughter got up. Let me help you with something. A distraction is nothing but a temporary situation. It cannot last forever. You get to decide how long you focus on your distraction. And so for the people that are under the sound of my voice, as I am closing this iron sharpened iron lesson on tonight, don't be distracted another minute. Don't be distracted another second. You better hear God. If he's given his angels charge over me, that settles it. Come on, he's not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's got to make it good. He told us by his stripes, we are healed. So whatever you're going through in your body right now, that pain may be a distraction, but I need you to refocus on healing. For the person that seemed like I ain't going to make it, I'm not going to get through this place. And we know that all things are working together for the good of them who love God and who are called according to his purpose. Listen, iron sharpened iron class tonight. You better hear God.
I don't care what they did against you. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I don't care what they spoke against you. I don't care what they tried to do against you. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me shall be condemned in judgment. Everything that happened has purpose. But it's not going to stop the plans of God for my life. Hear me, hear the Lord on tonight. Don't be distracted another second. Don't be distracted another moment. God is going to use the good, bad, ugly, and everything in between to work for your good. Thank you so, so much, Elder Reed and Elder Reed again for allowing me to share. But I feel God in this moment. Amen. I feel like this lesson was a setup just for me because although it seems like uh, the bottom just fell out. Amen. When I started getting my strength back, when I found myself in a place of worship, when I laid before the Lord to pray, I didn't have to say nothing because he knew what I needed. Come on, before I could even ask. So what had the potential to damage me, what had the potential to just make me give up, actually became fuel for my purpose. Glory be to God. Do not allow the distraction to be louder than the voice of God. Get in prayer, get in your word, and surround yourself with people who can discern the times and the season in your life. God bless you, and thank you so much for allowing me to share. Amen. Pastor McCray, could you just pray for all of my listeners that are on the line right now? Glory to God. Yes. Father, we thank you, and we appreciate you, God. We celebrate you because you are God. We thank you because you don't make mistakes. We thank you, oh God, that even in the midst of the distraction, we can still hear you. It's not always in a loud voice that you speak, God, but even in a small, still voice, oh God, we hear you and we hear you clear tonight. Oh God, clear the minds of your people. Lift the heavy burdens that your people are dealing with on tonight that is causing us to want to give up. Father, we thank you and we give you glory and we give you honor on tonight that the distraction had purpose. We thank you because without the distraction, we wouldn't have prayed. Without the distraction, we would not have tapped into prayer. Without the distraction, we would have forgotten what your word said concerning us. So Father, we thank you for the distraction. We thank you that it did not have the ability to abort our purpose. And so on tonight, as we have listened to this lesson and those that will catch the replay Oh, God, I pray that you would just do something extraordinary for your listeners on tonight. Oh, God, prove every doubt or wrong. Oh, God, we know that vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So we take our hands off of it. We take our mouths off of it. We stop worrying. And tonight we will rest well. We will get up tomorrow. Oh, God, uh, rejuvenated. Oh, God, when we awaken in the morning, we will find newfound purpose. Oh, God, we just thank you and we praise you that the distraction could not kill us we thank you and we praise you that the distraction drove us to you father and father I thank you that we overcome by 
our testimony and the blood of the lamb and the enemy cannot hold us hostage to what was revealed on tonight. I thank you for loving us so much. Oh God, that even when the distraction came, oh God, it had an expiration date. And Father, I thank you that now that distraction is over, if and when it comes again, we will already be prepared to defeat it. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless Elder Reed and his wife on tonight. Father, I thank you for how you're keeping them and for how you're blessing them and how that God, their ministry is prospering. Oh God, those that are listening on tonight, oh God, that are connected, oh God, let them come alive on tonight. Let them feel life on tonight. Oh God, we will give you glory. We will give you honor and we will forever give you praise. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to your name, God. Amen. We thank God on tonight. Glory to God for the Hallelujah. Word. Hallelujah.